Will you join me in prayer? God of love and grace and peace, open our hearts to the movement of your love within and amongst us, that we may be your love in the world. In the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God, amen. Please be seated. All right, I'm going to start with a little survey. Are you ready? Our uh, epistle reading from 1 Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind. Did anyone use that in their wedding? No? Oh, wow, this is very different than 8 o'clock. Did anybody hear it at a wedding? Okay, so it's, it's a common kind of, kind of scripture. You've probably heard it from time to time. And it seems like this most beautiful, beautiful statement about love. Doesn't it just kind of get your heart settled and feel good? You know what I'm talking about? Well, my friends, I am delighted to share with you that that beautiful ode to love came out of a church that was in the midst of a hot mess. Everything was going wrong. On the one hand, it's a church in Corinth. Uh, the Corinthian church had, was filled with people who had all kinds of spiritual gifts. Remember, we talked last Sunday about spiritual gifts and the fullness thereof. They were proclaiming prophecy. They were speaking in tongues. They were throwing their bodies to the lions. They were sacrificially giving to the poor. They were doing many wonderful things. And yet the place was a hot mess. Because in the midst of all of this, all of the seemingly good activity, there was arrogance. There was unkindness. There was impatience. And what Paul is saying to the Corinthians, you can have faith to move mountains, my friends, but if you don't have love, that is nothing. Love is the basis of everything. Everything. And love isn't a spiritual gift. Love is the foundation of everything. Everybody has love. The poet Rumi says that our work is not to seek love, but to seek all those things that are getting in the way of love. In our Christian walk, there are things that block us from love. Am I alone in that? I hit these walls sometimes. I have little hiccups. I'm alone. We all do. We all do. And that is why the church is meant to be a place of grace, so that we can support each other when we hit those bumps. It's just the reality. And so Paul is saying, if you are being arrogant, rude, irritable, boastful, resentful, you got some nice work to do. You got some nice work to do in love. Now, there are different kinds of love. You've probably heard this before. In Greek, there are about 50,000 different words for it. We're going to focus on three, okay? There is uh, eros love. That's like erotic love, like Valentine's Day, right? There's phileos love, which is brotherly, sisterly love, kind of like the city of Philadelphia is the brother of city, uh, city of brotherly love. And then there's agape love which is the kind of love that St. Paul's talking about here. It's the kind of love that takes action. 
It's the kind of love that takes presence and time. And the way I'd like to approach it this morning is, uh, you all familiar with uh, presiding Bishop Michael Curry? And he's always talking about love, isn't he? I know I make sure I get my curry fixed every week. And I don't mean curry as in curry the food, which is very good too for a good fix every week, but Bishop Curry. And he preached at the uh, royal wedding and talked about love and took the world on fire. So I'd like to pull three things from what Bishop Curry talks about, about love. One, the opposite of love is not hate, but selfishness. The opposite of love is not hate, but selfishness. So St. Paul talks about knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. The spiritual gifts that we are given, we can use for our own building up. But they're meant for the building up of the body of Christ, for each other and for all God's people. So when we are doing things out of selfishness, that is not part of the way of love. Two, and I think this is key, love is a firm commitment to act for the well-being of someone other than yourself. It's not this touchy-feeling thing. It's an active involvement, commitment to acting for the well-being of another person. And three, Jesus didn't teach his disciples to agree. Jesus taught his disciples to love. Now, I don't know if you're a, a newsaholic like myself, uh, and it's important to remember, Jesus was not partisan, but my friends, he sure was political. And in the midst of our country today, there is a lot of selfishness. I think that we are called as a country and as a people of God to focus on loving one another. Bless you, my friend. And to live from that place. So love is an orientation. And that orientation starts in remembering that we, that you, that I, that all of us are beloved of God. When you look in the mirror, don't notice that bad hair day. Notice your belovedness. As you see people coming into church ooh, or work or school or on the street at the grocery store, do you see the light of Christ in them? Love, agape love, takes presence. Do you ever experience the phenomena of going through the day and realizing you haven't noticed anything that happened? Or maybe you've taken the dog for a walk and you haven't even noticed the sky because your mind's just been going, 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 going. Or you're talking with someone and you realize you really haven't heard a word they've said. The work of love is grounded in belovedness and presence being present to what's happening, being present to what a person is saying to you, being present to what a person isn't saying to you, maybe because they're so brokenhearted. 
or overwhelmed or distressed. But my question always is, and we'll, we'll talk about this a lot in our time together, is how. I want to love, but how? How do I love? So I'm always a practical person. Are you ready? I'm so glad you said yes. So, excuse me. When I was in divinity school, I wrote a 20-page paper on this, okay? Now, I'd be glad to share that with you if you'd like, or I can give you the shortened version. Which do you want? Did someone say the 20-page longer? <laughs> God bless you. God bless you. Okay, giving you the shortened version. If I speak in the tongues of angels and of men but have not love, I am nothing. You know, and it talks about how I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. I'll tell you, if you really look at that Greek, it's not clanging cymbal. It's tinkling cymbal or a beautiful light reminding sound. Does that make sense? So, look what I have here for us today. You ready to listen? Here we go. Do you hear that? It's very soft and gentle, isn't it? To remember love, we don't need some loud gong going off in our faces. We need to find ways that we can pause and remember. Are you ready? Something as simple as that. Okay, Jeremiah, don't follow me with the camera. Would you like to try? Would you like to try it, my friend? Here, you gotta go like this. You gotta do them together, but really softly. You want to try it? Nice. You want to try it one more time? Because it's fun. Really nice. Does anyone else want to try it? Would you like to try it? Okay. Here, I'll hand it to you all. You can both try it. Here you go. Put them together. Nice. You want to try it again? Nice. Okay. You want to try it? Very nice. Beautiful. Thank you. Does anybody else want to try it? This is an equal age opportunity employer. <laughs> Do you like to try it? Okay. Beautiful. Right? Did you ever see the sound of music? And you know the song, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Yeah. The, yeah, and the, these, and, and she goes through the whole list, and these are a few of my favorite things. I think that some of the best ways to help ourselves to remember to ground in love throughout the day is to touch base with some of those favorite things. It might be sipping on a cup of tea or coffee. It might be taking a hot bath on a cold day, a little lavender bath salts thrown in. It might be seeing a favorite bird. I know I love, mer I love uh, goldfinches. Or just feeling the breeze on your cheek. 
And taking that time to just pause is that beautiful little awakens you to love again. Because otherwise, life gets crazy. And we forget that the most important thing we are here to do on this earth is to love. So can I give you homework? I'm so glad you said. Find what for you, how, no, <laughs> I love it. Find what for you helps you to remember love, that you are loved and that you have the gift of love in you to share with the world. Because that, my friends, will bring joy and healing and peace to you, to your family, and to the world. I have a last little poem to share with you. And it comes like my, from Meister Eckhart, same as on the top of your bulletin there. And it's called Love Does That. All day long, a little donkey labors, sometimes with heavy loads on her back and sometimes just with worries about things that only bother donkeys. And worries, as we know, can be more exhausting than physical labor. Once in a while, a kind monk comes to her stable and brings a pair. But more than that, he looks into the donkey's eyes and touches her ears. And for a few seconds, the donkey is free and even seems to laugh. Because love does that. Love in the name of our loving, liberating, life-giving God. Amen.